0: Episode 82 of the PA Turnpod is brought to you free by Anchor and for the first time is made possible by Riverside. On today's episode, we're going to do our final preview of Phillies and Astros Game 1. I have a list of forgotten Phillies, my graveyard of 10 forgotten Phillies from the last five years. I also have a list of 10 Phillies that didn't work out the last eight years. We're going to jump into NFL Week 8 picks and then do two drafts to finish up the episode. Top 5 Candies and top five real and fictional killers all mixed together in one. But before we get started, here's Joel and myself discussing Anchor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 82. Uh, possibly our first video episode of PA Turnpod, made possible yeah. by Riverside. Wonderful yeah, place to host a podcast. Um, I am Rob, joined as always by Joel on this uh, final preview episode before we get into the World Series. And it's our final episode before Halloween, which uh, explains why we're doing some candy and some killers later on. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, how are you doing <laughs> this afternoon? As it is officially the afternoon, it's
1: 12.01. Hungry nervous excited all the emotions right now i'm all over the place Riverside at FM. we're doing the new podcasting uh service software even though it's still being run through anchor halloween's around the corner phillies later tonight game one world series rob i'm just nervous i don't know and i'm excited for today's episode
0: yeah red october ends on monday Red November starts on Tuesday. Um, the Yikes. first home game in Philly is on Halloween. I can only imagine how that's going to be. Um, in my head, I'm thinking that's just going to be... Listen, we we talked about it yesterday. <laughs> Anybody that hasn't listened to 81, go ahead and listen to it. There's some good stuff on there. The Astros have not played in an environment, um, anything like Philly. I don't care where they've played. I don't care who they've played. I know they played the, um, you know, the Yankees. They played against teams like the Red Sox. They played the Dodgers. Um, I know they played the Braves last year in the playoffs. They, they coming. I don't think they know what's going to hit them on Monday. Not at all. And it, it, in a similar way, I don't think the Phillies know what's going to hit them in the World Series. They might get you know a little bit of shell shock in the first game because they they haven't actually been there before, at least this crew, outside of you know Schwarber and Robertson and a couple of guys. But um, I don't think the Astros the Astros downplaying what this series is and the significance of playing in Philly is it's a big deal. For sure. I mean, the hostile environment that will be
1: in South Philly on Halloween is just perfection wrapped in one right there. I mean, trash but, cans but, galore for yeah. the
0: Astros. So <laughs> two points I'll make and we can move on to a little bit of game one stuff. The mm-hmm. first point I'm going to make is um, about six years ago or seven years ago. I think it was Temple played on Halloween. Temple of all, it, it, Temple <sighs> football. Not even not that good of a team. This is back when Matt Rule was here. And mm-hmm. they hosted uh, Notre Dame on Halloween, and that place was, you know, rocking for that. Mm-hmm. If Temple football can get nuts on Halloween night, just imagine the Phillies in a significant game. Also, do you think that there will be people dressed up as trash cans, as, you know, as Oscar the Grouch, like Oscar Oscar the Philly <laughs> Grouch? And uh, will Fox acknowledge them? They should, for sure. I mean, I think they. Oh, I think what,
1: what was it, Bob Costas? He even mentioned it in a way. Mm. Um yeah, why not?
0: I hope so. We can't run from the uh the trash can thing forever.
1: You gotta embrace it at this point. It is what it is. Yeah. I can't I mean, should you have Gritty out there? should I have all the mascots. That's all the Halloween. mascots
0: should be there. <laughs> 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 yeah, they may as well all be there. Um the Union also play the night before Halloween. They uh they play Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night. Uh I couldn't I, they who they play, NYFC, I think. Uh, I can check real quick. I'm not sure, though. I'm almost positive it's a rematch uh, from last year. Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, then, then they would be playing for the, yeah, they play NY City FC. They're, mm-hmm. uh, they're minus 120 favorites. The total is two and a half. Uh, they they would play the winner of uh, LA FC and Austin FC next, um, next Saturday. And I think they would be the home team because they were the best team in the league, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. so Unless it's a did, neutral
0: field. I was going to ask. They do neutral sites for that kind of thing. I don't really follow for European, that
1: closely. For European competitions, yeah. But it this says one, to be determined. If it's in Subaru Park, or if that's what it's called out in Chester, I'm going to try to get that Saturday off. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna at, try we'll to go. T- that'll be
0: a night game, right? For sure. It can't yeah, be a I, 1 p.m. game. I'll be there. <laughs> Can name maybe two players on the union, but I got to be there. <laughs> Especially because uh, if the World Series ends up going seven, which you know, we I kind of hope it doesn't. Um, World Series Game Seven would be the same day as the MLS Cup. EEI it would be next Sunday, and while one of those games would be here, the other one wouldn't, mm-hmm. and still it's exciting. Um, so Phillies tonight. Um, by the time you watch or listen to this, it probably will be the following day, so will probably be ready for Game Two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the Astros are currently favored. Minus one and a half as most baseball games tend to be. They're minus one sixty six on the money line. Uh, Phillies plus one forty. The total is six and a half. Um, Justin Verlander in six career playoffs. Star- I'm sorry, six career World Series starts does not have favorable numbers. I don't think he's won one one. Um, he had a couple with the Tigers, you know, against the Cardinals in 06 and then the um, the Giants in 2012, mm-hmm. and then with the Astros. Obviously, he's basically lived in the World Series. He was uh, he was not healthy last year, but. He was around for the you know the the previous couple, so she'll be interesting. Aaron Nola, this is his first start in I believe nine days. He started Game Two against um, San Diego, the game they lost when he really just didn't have it. That was the game his brother had the two run single off him or the RBI single off him when his parents mm-hmm. were in the crowd and his dad didn't know what to do, um, <laughs> and his mom turned on him by cheering for Austin. Basically. Uh, <laughs> So it, it, it's interesting. The last time the Astros lost, I know it hasn't been like really a month's worth of games. It's only been nine games, mm-hmm. but the last time they lost was early October at the hands of Aaron and the Phillies. That was the game. The Phillies clinched. So there's a lot going on and a uh, shutout by the way. Yeah. Three, nothing <laughs> shutout, for two home runs, stop one. And then um uh, Monday when they come here, we talked about it uh, yesterday. It's uh Citizens Bank Park is one of the few ballparks the Astros have not played in since the cheating scandal, at least with fans. I don't think they played here without fans, but they they haven't played here at all. And this will be their first trip to Philly. So they, honest to God, don't know what's coming. Kyle Tucker, we'll get to him in a minute. (laughs) He doesn't know what's coming either. He's going to get booed. I'm so excited. I just can't wait for that atmosphere.
1: I mean, we talked about it yesterday. We were there for Game 3 on Friday when the uh, the Padres came into town, and that place was... Electric. The moment we walked in to the gates, it was just like electric. You can feel the buzz in the air and obviously the pregame yeah. uh shenanigans and all that. And then the first inning was just Schwarber hit that home run. I was like, we talked about it, we ain't losing. Yeah, ain't and there's Norway, a different
0: boy. feel. There's just a different feel when you have the chill in the air for the um for the playoff games. I I know that it's cold for April games and it's cold sometimes for like late um, late season September October games, but there was just a different feel when we got there for that game. That's the first playoff baseball game I've been to, in, uh, since the last one the Phillies played twenty eleven. So, and this I was I remember one. that not very fondly. Yikes!
1: Well, g- good memories this time around, and uh, yeah, dude. Hopefully, man, if we can steal one today. I mean, do you have any game lines since yesterday? I
0: don't know if we checked yesterday, but I'm sure they changed overnight. I don't know what they were, but um, minus 166 to plus 140. Uh, today, in particular, the uh, the series line, uh, I got to double check that. It's on a different screen here. And luckily, my phone doesn't load anything. Um, yikes. What's up? Jumping around apps here. Um, let me take a look here at the World Series lines. Uh, the Astros are definitely favored. Uh, minus 190 and the phillies are 160 plus 165 the uh the favorite for total games in the series is six plus 188 and the most um, likely outcome according to Fanduel, is astros 4-2 to two, or astros 4-3 the least likely is a philly sweep that which would be so. pretty funny uh, series oh. score after three games phillies up 3-0 is plus a thousand uh, Astros up 3 0 is plus 370. Phillies up 2 1 is plus 185. And Astros up 2 1 is plus 120. And the series spread, Phillies plus 1.5 is minus 134. Astros minus one 1.5 is plus, minus 110. Will there be a Grand Slam hit in the 2022 World Series? There's an interesting prop for you. Oh, please uh, give me that. Nick Oceanos. Yes, is, <laughs> yes <laughs> is plus 260. No is minus 380. Now, um, to kind of blend worlds here, mm-hmm. we. um, we got the news shortly before jumping on that uh, Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen are officially filing for divorce. Does that constitute a Nick Castellanos home run? Or would one of them have to uh, pass in order for that to be a reality? Well, no. It, it's not just not. an unfortunate event, right? It doesn't have to be a
1: death. Well, because the infamous one where... I forget the guy's name, the commentator. He was apologizing on air and Castellanos and no one died.
0: Yeah, that's that's the origin of it. Actually, the origin of all this, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but uh, Nick Castellanos hit his first professional home run as a member of the Detroit Tigers organization on the day that Osama bin Laden was captured and killed. (laughs) He also hit a home run last year on (laughs) 9-11. He homered um, on the the day that uh, Dwayne Haskins passed away, too. And he also homered on, I believe it was was Memorial Day. And he had his first (laughs) homer as a Philly in spring training the day after um, uh, Will Smith slapped um, the other guy. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) maybe this does. We'll see what FanDuel thinks. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) There's got to be a boost somewhere. Total runs scored in the 2022 World Series over 41.5 or under 41.5. Over is the favorite. I guess that depends how many games you think it goes. If it goes seven games, four over is probably a likelihood. Well, dude,
1: I don't know, man. I think he's, he's he might have one today. The news just broke, literally yeah. not even what twenty minutes ago. He, he needs to know before going into it. Um, and it is what two hour difference on the East Coast, so he's probably asleep. You got to take this all into consideration. He'll be fine if he's on his phone. Oh, dude. Um. If he hits a home run, it's just lock it in. Anytime something unfortunate happens or a death happens, just throw five bucks on Kassian's home run.
0: We have uh, I have a couple more props here um, since these are pretty interesting. Uh, player to hit the most home mm-hmm. runs in the World Series, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Schwarber tied at plus 370, Bryce Harper plus 430, Reese Hoskins plus 650, Alex Bregman plus 1,000, Kyle Tucker plus 1,000, and mm. then you get kind of weird. Altuve, Pena, Reluto, Castellanos, McCormick, Segura, none, none of these guys. Oh, no, um That one, I would probably say Schwarber because he leads off.
1: I don't know about yeah. Alvarez if he leads off, but Schwarber, he can be the tone setter, as you said yesterday.
0: Kind of like Hoskins.
1: He's been red hot. And if they do Schwarber, Hoskins, um, Harper, as you mentioned yesterday, that might be the, the new lineup. Yeah, those are hot hitters right there, especially Hoskins and Harper. Yeah, you walk two in a row to put Castellanos up, potentially bases loaded or two men on,
0: with one out. I'll take that all day. There is a, a small change to the Astros' um, playoff roster, though. Uh, previously, they were not carrying a left-handed relief pitcher. They added Will Smith to the um, to the bullpen for this series. So they do have one lefty out there. The aforementioned. For- uh, (laughs) the same one Um, so uh the Will the the Will Smith of the Dodgers or or of the Braves that gave up a home run to the Will Smith of the Dodgers a few years ago in the playoffs oh my God one of the most infamous um meetings of the mind ever (laughs) um here's another one uh I'll jump I'll jump around a little bit after this one but uh will any player hit two home runs in one game in the World Series Yes is plus one twelve. No is minus one forty two. I do not believe any Astros players have hit two in a game yet this postseason, and we've only had one such instance for the Phillies, and that was Reese Hoskins in Game Four against San Diego, where he hit the two home runs to left. Did he hit a, did, did he do it twice? He hit two in the in the game. Right, well, he. I'm saying like in two games, didn't he do that
1: twice? He had two homes. I think he
0: only has. I think he only has five in the playoffs and. Two of them came in the same game. So it's only happened once between the two teams, and then any player to hit three home runs is unlikely too. That's on here, too. Uh, Let's see. Strikeout threshold specials. There's only a couple more things on here. Any starting pitcher to record 10-plus strikeouts in any World Series game? I'm going to say no. I mean, maybe Verlander or Valdez, but I don't think so. A player to record the most total bases. Feels like Harper's a good value there, and then the player to record the most RBIs. Again, Harper feels like a good value. Harper <laughs> Schwarber is probably a bad value there because he leads off. So Segura, Segura be interesting, but he's he's been craft singles so far in the playoffs, just a bunch of little you know singles up the middle and over second. Mm. Uh, World Series MVP. I think we talked about this yesterday, but uh, Harper's the favorite right now, followed by Alvarez, Verlander, Tucker, Bregman. So they really think the Astros are going to win. Schwarber, Altuve, Pena, Ramuto, Valdez, Wheeler. Wow, Wheeler was my pick yesterday, plus 1900. I might as well take a flyer on that. How about Hoskins? Um, Hoskins is on here, but he's pretty low. That's my guy right there. Hoskins is tied with Nola Wheeler at uh, Valdez at plus 1900. So, Interesting stuff. By the way, Verlander, in, in World Series games, six starts uh, combined between Houston and Detroit. 0-6 in those starts. I'm sorry, seven starts. He is 0-6. His team is 0-7. A 5-6-8 ERA.
1: This is brewing like a massive upset.
0: I don't Let's know. I still think that the Astros take game one, but the Phillies <laughs> flip the script and take game two on the road for the first time in their history. Um, it, it, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. It's going to be very
1: nerve-wracking. Um, I'm going to go with game one. Phillies. they'll lose game two, but... I wouldn't be surprised if they take the first two. And that's saying, lot. Wow, they might drop game three because now it's a do or die for the Astros. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they leave Houston 2-0. And if they wear the red jerseys on game two, we're definitely winning in Philly if yeah, we split.
0: RIP Houston if they wear those <laughs> red uniforms tomorrow. Um, do you think somebody will score in the first inning or do you think it'll take a little while to see some scoring? It, it's uh, Nola, right, starting? Yeah, Nola mm-hmm. Verlander.
1: We'll see some action in the first inning. We'll definitely see some action. I, I think, think from we'll both teams. Bit,
0: Yeah, I think we'll get a little, um, little bit of traffic on the base paths, but I think both teams will come out of the first scoreless. I think the first run will be scored in the third inning. Third inning.
1: I say right off the off the gate. First inning, both teams score. I think so. Oh yeah, that was never something. really pitched in this kind of atmosphere in the postseason on the road as well. And his last start wasn't great. He lost command after yeah. what.
0: So many innings, I think five. Yeah, he really, the wheels fell off in San Diego. There was a chance they could have won that game, especially having the lead early, but the and wheels then really fell off. You just mentioned
1: Verlander's 0 6. He's hittable. He's beatable. I mean, he has great stuff, but he is hittable. And this lineup has been red hot, and they're playing with a lot of swag. So, and like I said, yeah. Schwaber is the tone setter. Hoskins has been hot. If you're going to move Harper to the third, Casianos is there. Bohm down there. Segura, I, mean. I
0: yeah, this lineup from one through nine is nice. So I know the Astros are are, are recognized as this this dynamic super team, uh, but you could argue the Phillies have scored more prolifically in the playoffs. Like to this point, the Astros have been winning. I mean, obviously they had the thrilling comeback against Seattle
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Game One. Uh, Alvarez hit the bomb off of uh, Robbie Ray, who should have never been in that game. <laughs> game two, Alvarez hits a big shot in I believe the eighth inning or seventh inning, something like that. Game three, they go nineteen or eighteen innings, and you know it takes a one run game to win. Then they they kind of I know they some of the Yankee series on paper looked like it was wide, and I know it felt like it was you know Astros all the way. They never felt like they were going to lose, but if you look at the scores, they weren't really putting up runs. Phillies have put up ten runs in a, in a game in the playoffs. They did that in Game four against uh, San Diego. They blew out the Braves. Both games here, and they scored, you know, a lot of home runs, a lot of runs, a lot of you know. They found different ways to win, and the pitching's been very good. You could argue the Phillies are hotter because Mm -hmm. obviously they played more ball the last you know week or two. The Astros might have the advantage just from having been there a bunch, but you could argue the guy that's been there the most, Justin Verlander, has not been effective in exactly in the World Series. So it really could go either way. And you look at the top of the um, the Astros lineup, and then we can move on as well. Mm-hmm. Um Altuve started off over 32 in the playoffs two hits against the Yankees in game four um, Jeremy Payne in the two spot has been killing the ball and then Alvarez might be the most feared hitter in baseball outside of Harper right now so and Bregman's not the same Bregman I said this yesterday he's not the same Bregman as the trash can Bregman but he's still good and <laughs> Gurriel can still hit they, they have good players and they had McCormick kind of come out of nowhere and hit the ball local kid maybe he'll you know be a dark horse guy to you know have some good games here in Philly but I mean, the Astros lineup is pretty good too, but I think it's very top heavy. Whereas the Phillies, you could argue the obviously the top half is very heavy, but it's still deep when you have Bryson, Stott, and Brandon Marsh batting ninth with Segura eight. So it's going to be fun. Thing to look out for tomorrow or at the time of listening, maybe today game two. Do you think that they're going to stick with the platoon and take out Stott and Marsh facing the left hander Framber Amber Valdez? Or do you think they're going to go with, um, you think they're going to stick with what they've gone with, or do you think they're going to, you know, insert Matt Vierling for Brandon Marsh, and then Edmundo Sosa for um and Stott? Uh, I think they're going to
1: stick with what they got, but th- wouldn't be surprised if they have a short leash if the game continues and if it's not going their way. You know, just might as well just switch it up, but rock with what you got, man. Yeah, like this is what led you up to this point. No sense of changing it, a la like Brett Brown, just decides to change everything. And the playoffs, I know it's going off topic, but just stick with what you got. And Rob Thompson, looks like he knows what he's doing. I mean, he's taking yeah. over for this club, and here we are, game one of the World Series.
0: Yeah, Thompson is a baseball lifer. There's, um, This is a really fascinating matchup between managers, and we, we touched on it on 81 yeah, a little man. bit, but Dusty Baker's been in the game forever, and he's one of the good guys. He's one of the legends. Every, I don't think anybody has a negative thing to say about him and i said yesterday you know if he couldn't win with bonds i don't really care if he if he can't win with with the astros so i i'm i almost feel kind of sorry for for not letting him win a world series because i want the Phillies to win but i think the story behind rob thompson is very very fascinating too he was a bench coach he was an assistant coach a base coach with the yankees for all those years Mm -hmm. he um and, you know, whether you like him or hate him, you can credit Gabe Kapler for bringing him to Philly. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people believe it was Girardi who brought him because of the Yankee connection, but it was actually Kapler. So when Kapler was hired in 2018, he made a strong push to get uh, Rob Thompson here as his bench coach. Thompson accepted. They, I think they paid him a good bit of money. And then when Girardi took over for Kapler, Girardi was like, well, <laughs> why, why would I let this guy go? And they already had a pre-existing relationship from New York. So... Um, it was a good fit and they um his nickname Topper, um Arod was talking about this with Michael K mm-hmm. during I think it was game one of the uh, the Cardinals series. Nickname Topper is because he's always on top of things. And uh, Michael K, obviously <laughs> around the Yankees for all those years, said that nobody could ever beat Rod Thompson to the ballpark during spring training. He would get there at four thirty in the morning. So yikes. And even as a Phillies uh, assistant coach, he was doing the same thing, showing up early. He was always on top of everything. And He's one of those guys that is a you know quiet you know uh, like speak softly, but you know carry yourself well, stern mm-hmm. yeah, and the, that's evident in the uh earlier this summer he obviously took out his frustration on Odubel Herrera for not running um he has his players back, so he hasn't been ejected, I don't think yet as a Phillies manager um but I'm sure at some point you'll see some fire, but he he commands respect from the room and everybody seems to love him so. And on the other side, Dusty Baker. I mean, Aaron Boone waited outside the um, the Astros clubhouse after Game Four just so he could personally congratulate Dusty Baker. Baker has made a big impact on the on the sport of baseball, especially in the United States and among you know minority players too. This is a really, really successful you know African American umpire and um, umpire uh, manager, mm-hmm. and I think he's impacted a lot of people's lives. So it, 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 either way, you win. I don't like the Astros, but it would be cool to see Dusty win a ring. But he's not going to do it this year. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean like I'm a root for the Phillies, but if the Astros win, I'm glad it's Dusty as the manager. I can care less yeah. about the players. I mean, good for them, but yeah, Dusty good for gets, Verlander. Gets one. But
0: the rest and Verlander.
1: of Verlander. Can you know, F off. But I hope I hope he syncs up in game one, but you know, if they end up winning, it's not because of him.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. <sighs> Rob Thompson, man. If he gets this dub. Now uh, last thing I guess we'll move on to the NFL. If the Phillies bow out in four straight, or these lose in general, what grade do you give this, this season? Or hmm. you want to mull on it, and then we'll talk about it after
0: the World so Series. I don't, I don't want to put that thought into the universe, but I think no matter how you look at it, mm-hmm. th- there's a difference between exceeding expectations and playing with house money. And you know, th- when this team was built. And we've said it for numerous years. I know they don't have the pedigree of a championship team. None yeah. of these, I think only, like I guess the three guys, I think, on the entire roster have even played in the World Series. And that's um, Schweren. Uh, S- Syndergaard in 2015, Schwarber 2016, and Robertson in 09. Uh, it, It's. I know this team was not expected to win the World Series, but it was built to win a World Series. And th- if you look at the core, obviously, Boehm and you know uh, Stott, some of these guys are young. For the most part, these guys are 30 and up. I mean, Schwarber's approaching 30, Castellanos approaching 30. I think Ramuto is 30. Harper just turned 30 a few weeks ago. Nola's 29. This team is not young. So, the idea that they're exceeding expectations and that's you know house money is—I don't think they go hand in hand. But I would still say this is an A for them. A plus if they win it, of course. A plus if they if they push it to the brink. But uh, I'm going to go A. Because this is what we expected this team to do, and we've said it for a couple of years now. If they get in, they're going to make some noise. Because, you know, we joked about it before. Anybody who's listened the entire time we've been doing this, um, we always said, you know, they 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 lose to the Marlins and the Cubs of the world, but they beat the good teams. So in theory, they get into the playoffs. There's only good teams to play. Honestly. <laughs> they should win some series, and so far, I've been dead on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and they're playing the best team. So I mean, in theory, they should Honestly. sweep the Astros, right? Yeah, right. I mean, God willing. So, Two, what about you? What the you Astros, my goodness. What do you think? What would your grade be? Um, um
1: i give it an A as well. I mean, once we the, sign Schwarber. In the scenario okay. that they lose, you mean? Yeah, and they lose. It's, obviously, if it's a, it's a win, it's just like an A++ yeah, it's at a++. that point. Yeah. Like 100 plus <laughs> an extra bonus because you got rid of Girardi and you got Thompson to replace. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, when they signed Schwarber, I was like, we got an actual bat. I know he's going to hit some home runs, and he was uh, one. I think second in NL for the home runs.
0: I think He, uh, lost he, out he to, led the NL, but he was oh, he uh, I believe second in baseball behind obviously Judge. Went yeah, all right. Nuts. I thought it was uh, a beefy Pete Alonso over there. You know, Alonso. Alonso made it close at the end there, but I think um, Schwarber hitting a couple down the stretch helped. So once we got Schwarber, like, right, we got a bat for sure and exper- playoff experience.
1: Casiano, I didn't know too much, but I knew that Harper. Vouched for him and he really wanted him over here. He got JT to sign from like two years ago. I'm like, all right, all right, we got something here. Then the pickup yeah. with Noah Syndergaard and March down the stretch. And I t- and we, we joked about it. Historically, the, anytime we played the Marlins, we lose every every time. Once Rob Thompson took over and we swept the Marlins where we get two out of three, <laughs> I
0: was like, wait. Hey, yeah jokingly like this seems different now things I think, changed no, things changed we, weirdly they still couldn't beat the Diamondbacks and the Cubs, but <sighs> luckily they are horrible. They only play them like six times a year. It's different playing the uh, the Marlins you know eighteen times a year, yeah, but you know beating up on the Marlins was big. I saw a stat um earlier this week. I think it was might have been either Jeff Passan. and uh, he doesn't seem like a him. It might have been um MLB random stats on Twitter, Jeremy Frank. Mm-hmm. um if you don't count well, obviously this isn't how the world works you can't not count something that happened but if you factor out the games the Phillies played against the Nationals they actually had a, a below 500 record they just they beat up on little brother so much that it's what propelled them to be over 500 which you know you can't take those games out it's like saying well if you take away the the five runs scored in the first inning and they only scored two one of those things but <laughs> still it 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 shows it goes to show they were pretty average you know against other teams And, you know, they started the season against Oakland, a pretty crap team. And, you know, they played the Nats a million times and the Marlins a bunch. They didn't take advantage of it. They played the Cubs a bunch. They played them six times. And then um, some of the interleague games were pretty easy, too. They played the Angels, who, you know, at that point were falling apart. Um, So, I mean, yeah, you can only play who's in front of you, but the Phillies did benefit from a little bit of scheduling. And uh, they also benefited from that sixth wild card, or from the third wild card, the sixth playoff spot. Oh, Years past, man. we would be pissed off right now talking about how the you know the Padres are about to go play the Astros in the World Series Honestly. or the Mets or whatever happens. But now, hey, extra wild card, it just benefits the hot team. And uh, I love that everybody in St. Louis was thrilled they were playing the Phillies. Hey, this is the team we wanted. The Braves, oh, this is the team that can't beat us. Padres, oh, we're just better. Look at us, we're cool. Now the Astros are down playing. Kyle Tucker yesterday said, we just hope we get it done in four get it over with. I don't know if that was him saying, hey, we don't really want to play in Philly three times, or if that was him just saying, we're we're just
1: screwed up, we're going to beat them. Probably at some point, middle of game three in Philadelphia on Halloween, they're all going to collectively, individually, but collectively, we'll think, we got to get this done ASAP. We ain't trying to stay here any longer. Say if
0: they were off 2-1, just got to get out of there. The the Astros, um, if I'm the Astros, I cannot lose a game at home. Oh, for sure! I cannot drop. First of all, tonight is a huge game. I think game two is equally important. Um, they 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 cannot lose at home because the second they give the Phillies a little bit of life, if it comes back here and the Phillies are up two zero or it's tied one one, it's hard to you know figuratively and literally bet against the Phillies. They're, un, they're undefeated at home, just like they were in oh eight and most of oh nine. This is a very different place to play. This is not the same as City Field, who uh, the Mets have great fans. Don't get me wrong. This is not the same as the Dodgers, who have decent fans. It's not the same as the Potters. It's not the same as, you know, even Yankee Stadium, where they're arguably some of the most rabid fans in baseball. This is Philly. This is different. And obviously we're biased, but this has been the loudest environment we've seen. And I've seen a lot. I've watched almost every game on TV or watched the highlights on my phone after work or things like that. I, I've watched a lot of these highlights, and the Citizens Bank is rocking, and it's been the loudest environment, and it's been very hostile. As we saw, yeah. fifty feet behind Juan Soto on Friday night, the Soto <laughs> sucks chance, which he obviously he hit two home runs in the series, so he doesn't suck. But Machado, Machado sucks. sucks. Yeah, those was the Musgrove chance, Ed, the Darvish chance, the getting, here getting the weight from the fans when he was off the mound. <laughs> this is a very different place to play. I know we get the re- reputation of being, you know, scumbags, which we are. But <laughs> yeah, it right? it's not as bad as people say. We're just we just really love our guys.
1: Yeah, we're passionate
0: and we'll fight with our team. And, and uh, when you haven't tasted anything like this in 11 years, it's hard not to be this excited. And also
1: what you what we've seen so far, we go into St. Louis in a best of 3 and it's all in St. Louis. And mind you, we were on the road for I think three straight series and then jumping yeah. into the wild card, then going to Atlanta for two to come finally home for game 3. And obviously, Phillies, we don't really have a, a chant or a go-to song late. Yeah. We just steal the opponents. We steal the opponents <laughs> and we troll you the entire nine innings you're out there. For the Padres, we did the chant. When we went to the Eagles on Monday Night Football, we did the skull thing. <laughs> when the Braves were here, we did the <laughs> the yeah, tomahawk. Chop. I mean, we're we're here. And then... When the Astros come here, I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna be banging on some trash
0: cans. Oh, there's gonna be some trash can banging, dude. It, oh man, <laughs> I would, I I I'm would ready. say I would pay anything to be in that building, but I will not pay anything to be in that building given what the tickets are going for right now. Boy, I tell but you, I would I would just love to be down there for one of those games. I would love to be game three. I think is gonna be the most fun to be at. I, I selfishly I want to go to game five because following the 08 and 22 trend where they just they only lose one game per series. In theory, that's the clincher. Yeah, it's a different team though. But game three is gonna be very, very exciting.
1: On I Halloween that alone,
0: on that that alone just like sold. It's probably Monday like night, it's probably the day after. It, it's likely the Eagles beat the um, the Steelers on Sunday. This place will be rocking. The Sixers will have hopefully fired Glenn Rivers by then. The, the Union punched their ticket to the MLS yeah, Cup. The Union are heading to the Cup. Flyers are five and zero when Carter Hart starts. There's a lot going on in Philly right now, so. That could be the culmination to another lovely weekend. It's hard to. It's going to be hard to top last weekend. Yeah, but this or the weekend prior when the Eagles beat the uh, Cowboys and uh, the Phillies finished off the Braves. But it, it's been, it, it we're too much good. What's the, what's the bad thing that's going to happen? I mean,
1: you're there basically ground zero in Philadelphia. How are you surviving? Going to work and just like.
0: The well there's no homicides was. anymore. <laughs> so there was like a four-day period where there were no homicides in Philly after the Braves series. <laughs> people are actually holding doors. You can actually, you know, walk past people in the supermarket without them getting pissed off at you. It's um this is nice. as awesome of an atmosphere as I can remember. This so the thing that separates this from the Eagles in twenties uh, early 2018 mm-hmm. is the Eagles you had to wait a week between games. Yeah. Every, everybody was happy, but there was a bye week after the regular season ended because they were top seed. Then there was a week between the Atlanta game and the Minnesota game. There was a two weeks between that and the Super Bowl, and then almost a week between that and the um, the parade. This, there's games going on every day. So, I mean, they win one day. They're playing the next. Everybody's in a good mood for the next day. It doesn't die off. It, like When you get to Wednesday, Thursday of the weeks between football games, it's almost like, all right, well, we're excited. Oh, Jesus Christ, when's the next one? Okay, it's good. All right. yeah. Now it's, it's, it's like coaster. baseball, 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 day off, baseball, baseball. It's just like nonstop. So it, it's nothing but red everywhere. I was at Walmart oh, yeah. this morning. There was an Utley jersey in the parking lot. Like it, it's crazy. I saw an Aaron Rowland when we went on Friday. Aaron Rowland, that's
1: his name, the center fielder. Yeah, um, the guy that ran into the wall. Yeah, that's what it Roland. Um I went to lids yesterday just to try to get a, a blue cap. Mm. Sold out, but there was plenty of red caps. I mean, everywhere oh, yeah. you see.
0: I saw the picture of the uh, the new era store. It's like a wall of I was behind a. Um, a Vicente Padilla jersey on Saturday when I went to the bathroom. Lord have mercy. And I saw a video on TikTok of fans celebrating on Broad Street, and somebody had a Kyle Kendrick jersey on. So we're exercising all the demons possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of that, I, I saw a Papelbon on
1: Friday, right uh, like first row in front of us. I was like, but eh,
0: all right, that's right, Yeah, that that wasn't. For, yeah, you're right. With the uh, the yeah. white pinstripes. And I happen to be the only Eflin in the section, which is why the Fox guy got me. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the only Eflin in the stadium aside from maybe his wife. <laughs> and him Ooh, muscle that they're having uh, twins i believe they're having
1: twins yeah good for muscle them tough. all right right before we wrap up this uh tremendous baseball segment rob do you have any uh graveyard list for the phillies yes Anyone so i actually i have two like.
0: lists uh which one i i think i would prefer to read the uh, the more prominent list second but i've compiled two lists here the first of the two is um is 10 forgotten phillies uh, between 2015 and 2022, which uh, th- these guys are players who were acquired or called up or traded for or signed, who you might not remember played here. Uh, these are the honorary, almost like the. Um, what's a good example for like the, like this, almost like how Mo- uh, Raheem Mostert was an Eagle for training camp once, oh, or um, or Corey Brewer him. was a Sixer for five days or ten days. I guess it was twenty days, two ten-day contracts. Brandon Paul, like that journey in, in, in there and that kind of thing. But these are guys, this is no particular order. The second list is in order and you'll see why when I get to the end of it. And but, that, um, that deserves the special, uh, sound that goes with it. Correct. Yeah. The second list for sure. Well, both of them, <laughs> the first one is a graveyard list of, uh, of players who did their time here and, uh, we thank them for their service, but, uh, <laughs> we hope to never see them again. <laughs> and the second list is going to be uh, 10 players in order, that were acquired that didn't work out between the uh the time that the team was supposed to ascend and now first list all right let's go um if i have any memories with any of these players i'll certainly share them um so 10 players you might not remember were here um the only memory i have of this first guy is on labor day 2019 he threw a wild pitch that led to um actually he gave up three straight hits to the mets that allowed them to come back in a 2-1 game uh that was the game uh, pete alonso made his 40th home run um, relief pitcher Mike Morin. Uh, a lot Jesus. of people probably don't remember him. <laughs> uh, secondly, a, uh, a journeyman shortstop that the Phillies thought they could play in right field, Pedro Florimon. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, this man had a walk-off home run for the Phillies. He's the only. <laughs> he's the only player I can remember having a Canadian last name on the Phillies. Uh, Rebrinac. Oh Jesus! Former Tampa Ray. Uh, my favorite memory of this next pitcher. Mm -hmm. is when Cameron Rupp threw the ball back to him from behind the plate and hit him in the throat. Uh, (laughs) Sean O'Sullivan. Please raise your hand. Um, All right. (laughs) Next up, a man who I thought actually was pretty good when he was with the Orioles. I was sadly mistaken when he came to the Phillies. uh, Hunsu Kim. Wow. Hunsu Kim. Now, this next one I have um, a little bit of admiration for because I thought he was going to be good. And... They acquired him for Chase Utley and then later flipped him back to the team they got him from, the Dodgers, for Howie Kendrick. Um, I thought this guy was going to be good. Turns out he's nothing. Darnell Sweeney. Yeah. Second baseman outfielder. Um, the man responsible for breaking Chase Utley's hand, John Lannon. Terrible. I see you shaking your head. Um, one of the most recent Phillies to hit a home run. In fact, I think he hit two, Ben Lively. Phillies pitchers, anyway. Ben Ben Lively. He came – he was in the – I think he was in the Jimmy Rollins trade. Um, a 30-year-old um, Hispanic relief pitcher signed out of the um, Red Sox organization in 2015. I thought he was 22. I got MLB the show, realized he was like 33. Um, Elvis Araujo. <laughs> that and MLB. last but not least, um, I got flamed on Twitter for um, posting about this guy. Uh, but I saw him in person in the second row of a Blue Jays-Phillies game in 2016. Um, <laughs> we this got. guy hit a home run for the Phillies and they batted him third Jimmy Paredes oh Jesus Christ now my suggestion is going forward um, with every win that goes from now to the end of the World Series I will add five names to the list <laughs> I have more in um, I have more in the vault in fact uh, I this list could go on for days so for every win there's five more added I will add at least one or two more names to that list I got plenty Deal. I'll stick. I um, forgot Phillies. It. You may not remember any of these guys as Phillies. Um, we'll call this the Pedro Martinez Invitational, <laughs> um, or the Jeff Conine Invitational, perhaps. Jeff Conine. Um, and then I have another list here. I would like to read off. This is a Friday Lucy Goosey episode. All right. Um, this you ready? One, yeah, this one you're gonna love. Right. This is the top ten. I think it's ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I went to public school. Yep, 10. Um, <laughs> top 10 acquisitions during the, uh, the the years that the Phillies were supposed to be good mm-hmm. that did not work out or did not lead them to the um, the point that we thought it would. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, leading off in the uh, 10th spot, this man was acquired in 2018 to help put the Phillies over the top. Uh, he was among the league leaders in extra base hits, especially out of the catcher position. In his first game as a Philly, he hit a ball in the right center field against the Red Sox on ESPN, and I thought, oh, man, they're making the playoffs. Uh, catcher Wilson Ramos. Of course, you <laughs> might remember that was the um, the first of the two Kapler collapses.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes.
0: Uh, Next up is a guy that wasn't really supposed to be a key piece, but they played him every single day as though he was. Um, right fielder Jose Bautista. You may remember him. Um... In a similar situation to Jose Bautista, but to a little bit lesser extent. Um, mm-hmm. They acquired a, uh, a journeyman infielder and immediately started him over Mike Franco in 2018. Uh, this man was actually a starting infielder for the 2019 Nationals World Series team. That's uh, Drupal Cabrera. Oh, Jesus, I forgot. This one might bring some PTSD to people, so please uh, put the women and children to bed <laughs> and um, just sit in a quiet area, nice and warm, with a cup of coffee. Um, in 2020, the Phillies had the worst bullpen in almost the history of baseball. <laughs> in the middle of the season, the Phillies traded for a closer, and they traded away Nick Pavetta for this man. Uh, do you know the name of this man?
1: In 2020?
0: No, I did not. I remember being on the boardwalk eating, um, <laughs> I think we were eating funnel cake. Yeah. When I found the new, when I found out the news, the Phillies had acquired Brandon Workman from the Boston Red Sox, a man who could not get his curveball over for a strike and blew as many games as they would have blown <laughs> if they not gotten him. Oh now, this God. next one is kind of an honorable mention, okay? But I am going to put him in there because he was the first, you know, All Star player they acquired during the quote unquote process, the Phillies process. <laughs> um, after the twenty fifteen season, the Phillies needed a left handed bat for the outfield. This guy, I actually think, was a switch hitter. He was brought in to be the four-hitter behind Michael Franco and prote- uh, provide him with some protection. He was an all-star of the year prior, and uh, I don't think he ever played again after. Um, <laughs> outfielder Michael Saunders. Boy, did he suck. <laughs> uh, next up, just another reason to hate um, Matt Clentak. Reese Hoskins was already playing left field every single day to accommodate Carlos Santana. And what do they go to do with the deadline? They bring in left-handed Pat Justin Bohr. Terrible snoring behind me, um, and then the <laughs> number four is the aforementioned Carlos Santana, whose uh, most memorable oh. moment as a Philly is smashing a PlayStation in the clubhouse. <laughs> We've made it to the top three. Um, oh man! Number three is a relief this- pitcher acquired from the Brewers. I'm sorry, I was going to let it ride now. Oh, okay. Number three oh. is a, uh, a relief pitcher acquired from the Brewers midseason because Brewers. the new Phillies manager in 2020 was very familiar with him from their time in New York. I was told this guy was supposed to solidify the bullpen, and he stunk it up here more than anybody I can remember. Uh, Number three is David Phelps. Oh,
1: gross. See, I burned that image and that player out of my mind.
0: In the two spot, this guy's most memorable moment as a Philly is posting himself uh, sweeping his apartment in a G-string after the Bryce Harper signing. Um, The bearded one himself, host of the Starting Nine podcast, uh, Jake Arrieta. Yeah. And Last but not least, number one, the, uh, the source of a lot of my agony, <laughs> the source of a lot of your agony, uh, the man who paved the way for Rob Thompson to take over as manager, number 25, Joe Girardi. Oh, so that will round out our list of the top ten uh, failed experiments during the, uh, shout out Scott Kinger in the outfield, failed experiments during the <laughs> Phillies' um, prominent Indeedy. run here. Uh, Wilson Ramos, Jose Bautista, Ezequiel Cabrera, Brandon Workman, Michael Saunders, Justin Bohr, Carlos Santana, David Phelps, Jake Arrieta, and Joe Girardi. Rest in peace. That's the nasty top three. That's the nasty. So now that top we've exercised three. those demons, we've gotten all the the energy out of our bodies. It sounds like my dog is being exercised over here. The way he's snoring. <laughs> Hopefully, you can't hear him. No, I cannot. Um, <laughs> we're gonna move on to some more positive stuff. Yeah, um, right. The week that is. In the yes, NFL, man.
1: the Eagles are back.
0: The Eagles are back. Football's back. Um, I might actually get a chance to watch football on this Sunday. <laughs> I didn't see any of the games last week. Oh wow! Shaq Barrett tore his Achilles last night oh, and is no. out seven to nine months. Um, Ron Rivera shuts down um, Antonio Gibson trade rumors, but uh, it appears as though Alvin Kamara can be had. the uh, The Saints want their first round pick back from the Eagles. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> Howie's like, nah, B, you can keep Yeah, that's that. all right. You can have a seventh and a conditional fifth.
1: I think they're realizing that Howie Roseman is just running is just committing a crime and robbery out here. Highway robbery as he's making it's all crazy. these deals.
0: He traded away a um a fourth round pick, or he got he got a fourth round pick for Rager and then I think he traded a fourth for um for Chauncey Gardner Johnson and then recently um He acquired a fourth-round pick for somebody, and then he traded a fourth-round pick for Robert Quinn. So, I mean, it's crazy the Eagles have been able to make these moves without really tapping into their true draft capital. They have six picks in the first. um, uh, They have two additional picks in the first two rounds over the next couple of years. So they still have six first- and second-round picks over the next two drafts, and they they still have a stockpile of picks. Plus, they've been pretty good as far as signing um, undrafted players, too. Honestly, man. And when you're trying to win now, you don't necessarily need rookies. you got to bring in guys that you know can do it for you. Facts, honestly.
1: I mean, High Rosemary's This is Executive of the Year. I mean,
0: awesome. I mean might as to... well. Well, uh, speaking of coming full circle, when you first texted me this morning about getting on and doing the podcast, you said your neighbor was outside cutting grass. Yeah. I got this schmuck over here cutting grass outside of my <laughs> house, too. Well, it's the same schmuck. He's literally left. It probably took him a while to get here. All right. Uh, if you're new here, uh, first of all, welcome. Secondly, where have you been? Um, yeah, right. Every week on our Friday episodes, Lucy Goosey episodes, we yep. will do. Um, we'll usually do a top five list. We'll do a long um, sports scramble segment. We'll do something fun. But um, the, the prominent thing we do on Fridays here is we pick winners for the NFL. Um, what we're not going to do today is read our seasonal records um, because <laughs> they're not favorable. Uh, but I mean, t- they're very favorable for me. Winning well, for the you, first but time. It, yeah, but it doesn't benefit me, so we're not going to do it. Um,
1: then again, it, it only matters in playoff time. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, I it's how you, prime s- time. how you finish.
0: Nobody's <laughs> watching You know, Cowboys, Bears at 1 o'clock. Everybody's watching the primetime games, and so far I've cleaned up on those. It's, so, funny, it's funny you mention
1: primetime because, buddy, listeners, Rob has been undefeated for seven straight weeks on Thursday night football. Undefeated. He chooses the Tampa Bay Bucks in last night's matchup. And they just collapsed his uh, undefeated record. So you have one loss on Thursday Night pretty, Football.
0: Pretty soon, there will be no more teams left that I trust.
1: <laughs> I mean, two I'm, weeks ago, uh, you,
0: you were sold on the the Falcons. I'm 2-5 and five f- in my locks. So anybody listening, just do the opposite. Um, so what <laughs> we'll do is we'll run down each game. We'll give a little bit of notes on each game if we have any. Pick a winner. At the end, we'll do our uh, our Trust the Pick segment, Trust the Podcast, whatever. Um, we'll pick a lock, who is just a team we, we think is going to win 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: we're going to pick our Dog of the Week, which is obviously an underdog that we that we believe in the most. Uh, then we'll do our Points, which is uh, either you take the four and a half or lay it, or whatever. And then the uh, the final thing we'll do is a total. Now, we added that one at the beginning of this season to add just an extra layer. And uh, so far, it has not done us all that great. So... um <laughs> It's a crapshoot, and last season we were both a lot more successful, but here we go. Uh, where would you like to start? Uh, let's start
1: with the London game. Gross. First game of the Sunday. It'll be Denver and your boy, Russell Wilson. Nope. Yeah, let's ride. Heading to, quote-unquote, Jacksonville in Europe. <laughs> Basically, the Jags are playing a home game here. <laughs> Basically. So who do you got? You got Denver at Jacksonville, and Russell Wilson is... Expected to start, yes. even though he's having some injuries, um, a setback.
0: Uh, for the record, I am uh, I am being pressed to pick the, the winner first because I'm losing on the season. So look, we, I can I, always uh, go first. No, it's it's only fair because it's kind of what we've done. Um, I'm going to go with hmm. Give me the London Jags. Ditto. Give me the London, the London Jags. Jags. I don't think this is a get right. It, it, this is insane. So last week when uh, when Wilson was announced out, the line only moved by a point and a half. They, <laughs> like they were they were one-point dogs to the Jets. And then when Wilson was announced out and Britt Ripon was supposed to be the quarterback, they moved to two and a half. This week they are getting two and a half points against the Jaguars. Take it's Jags time. minus two and a half over under 40 and a half. So fascinating. Uh, next up. Uh, next
1: up is Miami at Detroit. Hmm. Tua That's an interesting one.
0: Tua is back. Miami is laying three and a half on the road. 51 and a half. They expect this one to be high scoring. Um, Jared Goff having a decent season numbers wise. The, the Lions are one of those teams that you're just not sure about. And the Dolphins are a team we're not really sure about. They win with Tua. They don't win without him. So, um, 51 and a half? It's a lot. Yikes. I mean... We know
1: people can score on Detroit, and Detroit can't score. Can Miami's defense rise up to the
0: occasion? I think Miami's defense is supposed to be the strength of their team. I'm going to go Dolphins in this one, which I know is not surprising. That's you know two favorites that I've chosen in a row, but I'm going to go Miami here. You do have a losing record. I know, I do.
1: Um, no, nah, it's all jokes. Mm,
0: I do like Detroit at home, though. Yes, yeah, that's a, that's a sneaky one. Three, if it were higher than three and a half, if it was like six. I would just take the points, but three and a half. I don't think it'll be that close, but I can't see it being you know a, a super nail biter game. I'll give me, give me the Dolphins. Right. The dolphins. smart
1: pick. Uh, next is, oh, Rob. I don't know if you're ready for this, but uh, if you've been listening. For this long, for like 81 uh, episodes, you would know. Uh, I know what we're getting at here. <laughs> Rob has had an affinity for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, he's for an Eagles no, fan. For no reason. But last year, he was all in. He was sold on Sam Darnold. They were 3-0 and <laughs> at the time before the Eagles came to town. He was all sold on the Carolina Panthers. And then two weeks ago, he switched it on me. And he's like, the Falcons. He has the Falcons. He's riding with the Falcons now. Well, Carolina is at... Atlanta and I think he mentioned this yesterday via text winner of this has sole possession of first place in the NFC South
0: who would have thought that the Carolina Panthers without Matt Rule without Phil Snow without Baker Mayfield and now without Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson are one win away from being in first place sole possession of first place in the NFC South now standing across from them Marcus Mariota Cordero Patterson, and the well, Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are uh, laying four here. They're at home. 41.5 is the um, is the total here. I don't even know what to say here. Uh, Baker Mayfield is expected to be in uniform, but be the backup on Sunday. Yikes. Uh, which I think means P.J. Walker is starting, right?
1: He should start, honestly. He basically defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, held them to three points. I know he's not doesn't play on defense, but... You get an energetic, you know, quarterback now. New life into the team. Defense plays with some chip on the shoulder thing, and Tom Brady's going to come in here and waltz all over us.
0: Let's go. Yeah, it was a game manager last week. Deontay Foreman had a huge game last week. Hundred points. Boy, did he um, ever! Uh, here's some news: Browns are giving their long snapper an eight hundred sixty-five thousand dollars signing bonus. Thank you, Shefty. So <laughs> the uh, the NFC South, which was supposed to be a good division, is now a crap division. And the NFC East, which is supposed to be a craft division, is now the best division in football. Um, for this one, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I think Mariota, those guys, they're just going to be ready. They have a chance to you know, become a prominent team, and I think they're going to do it. I'm going to go with uh, the Panthers. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. I'm going with the Panthers. Fascinating. Um, let us see what you got. Next is – now, If you got to look at um, what the release date is for Call of Duty, but we have Arizona heading to Minnesota. <laughs> Kyler Murray.
0: Give me the Vikings. <laughs> the
1: Vikings. <laughs> get the Vikings.
0: All right. Um, now, I don't know if this is – th- does Kyler play a lot of Call of Duty at home, or is he able to take it on the road with him? You can take it on the road. Okay, give me the Vikings. Uh, three and a half, <laughs> 48 and a half. Um, this is an easy one. This is a lock. Yeah, give me Vikings. Yeah, there you go. Justin, Justin Jefferson. Not, not much to say. Yeah, yeah. Justin Jefferson, uh, the D'Amico. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Got it. Cool. All right, Justin Field and the
1: Chicago Bears head oh. to Dallas with Dak Prescott. Who
0: you got there? Uh so this is uh, ten point spread, second largest of the week, forty-two and a half point total. Uh, Cowboys. Same. Too easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's an easy
1: one. Even though Chicago showed out last week.
0: Now, time. do I later on in the episode I have a thought as a result as it um as it relates to my lock of the week and uh okay. Uh, remind me to bring that up.
1: All right. Uh next is uh in front of the show the Las Vegas Raiders
0: taking it's not, on It's not the same the anymore. Saints the Saints. I don't, I don't love the Raiders as much as I did last year. Gary um, Carr, man, friend of the show. I'm gonna say for the sake of the Saints' pick getting higher and higher in the draft, I have to root for them to lose. So give me the Raiders <laughs> because I want the Eagles to get that top pick. This I want is, Will Anderson.
1: I'm telling you, this is a boring one because I'm also picking the
0: Raiders. Yeah, see, I, if you're just, if you're just joining us for the first time, it's we're usually split on like six games. We're almost, I think we're in lockstep aside from one. Carolina and Atlanta, we, and we were uh, we differed last night. Yeah, on the, I uh, had the Ravens. The, yeah, don't remind me. Um, <laughs> Next is the Battle of Pennsylvania. Yes, the, uh, got, the
1: Pennsylvania Cup, if you will. Yeah, Steelers flying into town, not driving into Philadelphia. Undefeated, six and zero. Are we undefeated, Rob? I think we are.
0: Yeah, they are undefeated. 10.5 um, 10, is the spread, minus five hundred on the money line. This 43 feels like and a half. trap. 43 and a half is a total. This feels like it could be a trap. Uh, with what, what concerns me, the Steelers have played here nine times since the 1960s and they're zero and nine in those games. Really? Even um, with big Ben. Yeah. He only, Jeez. he only played the Eagles like three times. Um, and they beat him here in, uh, Wentz's rookie season. So this is a mm. weird one. I am just going to pick the Eagles and move on. Um, it, I would love to give you 700 X factors, but in theory, the better team should just win this game. Yeah, I'll agree.
1: Um, I will say, though, Mint, uh, Patrick, uh, what what's his name? Mitch Patrick? Minka Fitzpatrick. That's what it is. Yeah, I can't speak today. He didn't have a big game. He's probably one of the best safeties in football right now.
0: Well, he's arguably the best one in football.
1: Yeah, he's playing out of his mind this season. Uh, next, uh, the Battle of the AFC East. The quarterback controversy that is in New England, Zappy or well, I don't even know the other guy's name, I forgot. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Now forgettable now, because it's all about Zappy now. Yeah. We'll head Zappy's to Zappi's time to shine, baby. We'll head to New Jersey to face the New York Jets. It's a surprising New York Jets team. With the return of Zach Wilson, obviously. Who you got there?
0: I think that there's a lot that you can tie in between this game and the Tom Brady divorce. <laughs> Obviously, Brady was divorced from the Patriots. Um, I believe that it's not Antonio Brown who will make a move on Giselle. It'll be Zach Wilson. Give me the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They're the first underdog I've chosen. They're, um, I'm sorry, the Patriots are minus 2.5 on the road. 39.5 is the total. Pats need to win badly. The Jets are flying high. I mean, not the pun intended, but uh, the Jets are flying high. They look good. They have a, a, a good coach in Sala who's finally getting some credit. Um, and they've been firing on all cylinders. Now, keep in mind, I believe it's uh, Corey Davis is out this weekend. Not that that's a huge Ooh. deal. They still have Uzama. They still have you know the running back. They just brought in James Robinson, mm-hmm. Michael Carter. They, they I believe Garrett Wilson is supposed to play. Um, I'm sorry, not Garrett Wilson. Um, the guy that wants to get traded, uh, Elijah Moore.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I
0: believe he is expected to play. I just saw a report a few hours ago. I don't remember what it said. Um as it relates to um, Elijah Moore Um, try to find it real quick Uh, yeah Robert Sala tells reporters that wide receiver Corey Davis has an MCL sprain and is out for Sunday meanwhile Elijah Moore will play so there's one of the weapons for Zach Wilson I like the Jets this weekend dude I just think that they are they're done being bullied by the Pats and it's Mm -hmm. their time they're 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 like a mini Bills they're saying (laughs) screw you guys we're done I think the Pats are gonna finish in fourth in that division Really? Yes. Um, I'm gonna go with the Jets as well. I've there liked them with the with these New York teams that l- play in New Jersey. I like what I see. I like what I see. So and, uh, uh, next- now I gotta listen because uh because the Yankees and the Mets are both eliminated, now I gotta listen to Michael <laughs> K talk about the football for the next couple months. So Well he does. New York FC still
1: in the MLS until and, he runs into the bus all that is the yeah. union. I I'll get hit by a plane before he talks about soccer. <laughs> Jesus um, <laughs> Uh that, well, that wraps up for
0: the early window. The next ones are four late games, oh, and then God. the prime More time three. I yeah, hate right. it when they when it's like a nine early games and like two late games. Uh, I'm glad we got four this week, so at least um, at least the red zone will have some things to jump around about.
1: So far, we've agreed on every pick except for last night and the NFC South matchup, Carolina yeah. versus Atlanta. So it's a little bit boring, but normally, folks, normally we differ on a lot and. Rob has asked me politely not to mention the records. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't care if you mention let's, them. Let's just say just your boy a, over your here is doing, doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well on this side. I'll say now, that. before
0: we move forward, can you give me your thoughts on the Carolina Hurricanes uh, making uh, Ethan Bear available for trade? He's 25 and he's making $2.2 uh, million. It's a great, it's a great pickup. He's probably like a locker cancer, uh, cancer (laughs)
1: locker. He's a cancer in the locker room. I
0: can't speak. Well, listen, it's it's a cluster with with hockey. Hockey, they they call it the dressing room. Okay, the dressing room. Sorry, it's not about the name on the on the back of the sweater. It's about the crest on the front of the sweater. Um, Correct, correct.
1: And I hope they score a
0: field goal or something like that. Yeah, I'm all. I'm very big into hockey. Dupe, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, dupe. The first uh, late window. So gross. this one is listed at 405. The other ones are 425. Which one's that? Uh, the Titans and the Texans. So gross. I Titans are times. minus two and a half on the road in Houston. The Titans had the lock of the week last. That's who it should have been my lock. Just because the Colts and Titans always split for the seasons. So they were my pick last week. It's a 20, 21 uh, to 7 guaranteed. It's around that I know, range. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, this one's going to be gross. This will be like 33 to 10. Um, I know that you out of principle cannot pick the Titans. So you know where I'm going. Texans. It doesn't bode well for me because I want to pick the Texans, but I guess go for it. because I need to make up ground, give me Tennessee.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if I win
0: this one. <laughs> minus two and a half, forty and a half 40 and a half is the total. Who's the underdog? Uh, Texans. Texans, I would say, right? There you go. You have another well, you, dog you can choose from. Well, you know my dog.
1: All right, Um. next one. The German. How about them?
0: How, how, Brian Dable, coach of the year. How about this? I was Giants. a year off, dude. I was one year off of Giants are. being good. I'm you, so sick of this.
1: <laughs> you and with the in the Panthers a little bit, some relevancy. How about you know that Paul Rudd moment on hot ones? Yeah, just look so at us. Does. How about the entire Giants organization and Geno Smith on the other side? Just look
0: at us. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. There is a little bit of a historical tie-in here. Daniel Jones succeeded um, Eli Manning, and Geno Smith is the one who started when Eli Manning got benched, ending his uh, his consecutive start streak. Yeah. So, uh, that more on Macadoo. Let's call this the Ben McAdoo Bowl. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, the Ben Giants, McAdoo Bowl. So the Seahawks are favored here, minus 3 at home. They look really good lately. Ooh. Geno Smith playing well. Um this is crazy. Two teams that you know when you when the schedule came out, you would have thought, "Oh, cool. It's a it's a popcorn game." Yeah, <laughs> the one right. where you kind of you go do your laundry, take a piss, like all that kind of stuff. No, this is like almost must-watch game. Giants and Seahawks. These are two teams fighting for a wild card. And this has to be, you know, Fox's uh,
1: America game of the week. Has to be. comparable. yeah.
0: Look, look at the, oh, well, you got the well, 49ers Rams, and Rams. Yeah, Rams, but,
1: Niners. But that's historically, you know, the 49ers are the daddy, right, in that situation. Yeah. Um, for this one, though. Loves. Oh, sorry. You want to go first?
0: Uh, Yeah, give me the Giants. Damn
1: it. I was going to Giants as well.
0: Uh, you know what? If you're going Giants, give me the Seahawks then. I gotta make. Uh, it. I was I was torn on this one. I was going to pick whoever you don't. Oh, all right, So uh, g- give me Seattle. I th- at home, three points, that's fine.
1: Uh, next one. Uh, now that we're on video, I can't really say what I was, normally would say, but uh, the Washington Commanders on the road in Indy. Matt Ryan, uh, what, I believe, what? is on the bench. I was going to say Carson commies, Wentz Bowl. But, oh, the Wentz Bowl. Yes, yes, Carson yes. Carson Wentz right. Bowl. Um, the commies coming in to Indy. Who you got? And is Matt
0: Ryan still benched? Yeah, he's benched for the foreseeable future. Sam Ellinger will start this week. The uh, Texas product. What I mean. an ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly scene this game will be. I feel so <laughs> bad for anybody that paid to see this game. Um I feel bad if I you, guess. Uh, someone who doesn't have like the red
1: zone and that's the only game on oh like, at the god, moment. Oh my god, yeah.
0: Just imagine you live in in Indianapolis and you're just like, oh, I want to watch the Stewie game. I want Just to watch the other game. You. I want to watch Giants <laughs> and Seahawks. Dad. Um, Just go on a pumpkin patch or something or yeah, do last-minute Halloween shopping. Talk to your something. family instead of watching this game. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, walk the dog. It's getting cold. Start walking the dog. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, go pick pumpkins. Maybe rake the leaves a little bit. Say hello to your neighbors. Meet the, meet the people around the or, corner from your or house. Rob, no.
1: Or they could sleep because Sunday night football is later on. And we all know everyone waits
0: for Sunday night football. So I might as well get okay. some rest. God, speak of a gross game. Um, <laughs> so I know you're going to pick the commanders. So give me the Colts. You're you're you're, tr- all, you're all on board the Heineke train. Oh, I've been on it since the preseason. Uh, see, uh, I see. I, I like Heineke too, but um, I need to make up ground in the standings <laughs> here. So the only way I'm going to do that is by picking against you. So now, if I, I've been winning, uh, <laughs> i you're,
1: you're going further back if I keep winning, though. <laughs> That's the risk you take. Uh, last one. The 49ers are um, at home. My, minus Qu- one wait, half. Excuse me. Yeah. The 49ers are, quote unquote, at home against the Rams. <laughs> so who you got at SoFi? Uh, Some neutral site
0: game. Uh, <laughs> Is it though? Is it? <laughs> I don't think people care about sports in LA. It's just like a thing they do. It's like us when we go like to like pumpkin patches and haunted hay rides. That's like a Dodgers game for people out there. Um, <laughs> like, oh, cool. The game's on. Let's go inside and watch. Um yeah, right. who? Stafford? Okay. Uh give me the Niners. Minus one and a half on the road, 42 and a half the total. Niners have pretty much beaten up on the Rams the last few years. Give me give me San Francisco. I'm not gonna think too hard about this one.
1: I'm going Rams.
0: I got I gotta switch it up.
1: I'm going Rams. Okay. I have a feeling. They got embarrassed last time on primetime, I believe. They're gonna show out, even though it's a way home game.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a neutral site um, game.
1: Before we get into the primetime slots, I have to do i do need to mention uh, the bye week. The two teams that are on the bye week are the Los Angeles
0: Chargers and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. So that gives Travis Kelsey plenty of time to record podcasts. Come on the pod. Now that we're doing Ooh. video, you can come on the pod.
1: Yes, Travis Kelsey. And uh, Jason, who's at the game? Jason, we could have just
0: done a post-game Phillies pod with him.
1: Did you see the latest... Uh, podcast when they said that when Travis yeah. was telling Jason, hey, you might be the good luck charm in Philadelphia. Yeah, he said he he he,
0: he, uh, he chugged a beer and just looked up and there's this big green man coming his way, so we just hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. Their, their stuff is great. I love Jason Kelsey. All right, Sunday All right, Night so Football. Two late games. Wow. If you told me this would be the line two months ago, I would tell you were nuts. Although I was out on the Packers from the beginning of the season. So... <laughs> We have Green Bay
1: heading to Buffalo on Sunday Night
0: Football. Rob, Buffalo minus ten and a half. Yikes! Forty six and a half is the, uh, the spread. Is the total here? Buffalo at minus five ten is the heaviest favorite on the week, uh, edging out the Eagles by uh, by ten dollars. Um. <laughs> so I have conflicting thoughts on this one. Believe it or not, I know it might seem like a layup to a lot. And that's where the, the first thought is. I I can easily see the Bills winning by 50. But at the same time, I can see the Packers going in there and punching them in the mouth and winning this game. Yeah. Which sounds surprising given what they've looked like this year. They almost lost that game against the Patriots. They've lost these games against the Jets and the Giants. At some point, they're going to have to win one of these games. and I, Why not this one? They lost to the Commanders last week.
1: Give me the Packers.
0: The Give me the Packers. You're nuts. No, I'm not.
1: I mean, you you do have the better record on prime time, though. Give me the Packers. I just I just feel it. I feel it somewhere deep down. Well, we know you're lock your dog of the century. Yep.
0: Uh, give me the Bills. There's Josh Allen at home. Yeah. Come on now, prime time. It's hard to bet against the Bills. I'm not going to literally bet against them. Against them. Oh, it's if you like do, Mike you Tyson right now uh, against put them. Five bucks
1: on it. You will win a good chunk of money on that one. You
0: win forty bucks. Um, <laughs> I just. I don't know, dude. I, it just feels like we're due for one of these. These prime time games have been so bad. Yeah, we're due for a thriller, and I think we're due for an Aaron Rodgers, I'm not dead yet game. And I think this is the one.
1: I think it's going to happen on the Monday Night one.
0: I oh, think Lady Cincinnati. Eagles? No, oh, the night game. Oh. Oh, this week, <laughs>
1: Monday Night. One. Oh, this this is also a good game. Cincinnati heading to Cleveland. You know, yeah. in state rivals here. To the Browns. Uh,
0: Bengals minus three and a half, 45 and a half the total.
1: Yeah, give me. Oh, no, you go first. I got to go first. Uh, I mean, I can go first. Fuck it. I'll take the Bengals.
0: Yeah, see, I'm leaning Bengals. Well, you you hate hate Joe Burrow. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's as good as people say. You hate him? Listen to me. If you put Taylor Heineke (laughs) on those LSU teams. And on that Bengals team last year, you mean to tell me they're going to win fewer games with him? Probably. Nope. Uh, <laughs> this is a tough one. I kind of like the Browns here. How much longer until the rapist comes back? <laughs> Wait, shortly. Week, week I believe. 11? Week 11? I think yeah. So, yeah. so Brissett maybe wants to go out with one last little hurrah. I'm going to go Bengals. I feel like I just have to play it safe. After picking the Packers, I have to play it safe here. <laughs> to preserve your primetime record there? Yeah, I just have to. I don't want to get too far behind. I, I like the Browns. Mm-hmm. And if not for picking the Packers, I'd probably go Cleveland. I think they're a good team, but they just got their butts kicked by the Pats a few weeks ago, and they just don't look very good. That kid, three and a half might not be enough points. All right. Yeah, give, give me Cincinnati. So we only right. uh, differ on three, I believe. Let me see.
1: Uh, Carolina, Atlanta, Houston and Tennessee, Giants and Seahawks, Colts and Commanders, 49ers, Rams, Bills, Packers. So at the la- latter half of the the day, we differ. So First there's half a couple. Kinda, yeah. Um, TTPs, Lock, Dog, Points in total. And then we'll introduce the top five lists
0: for both candies and cereal killers. So we're doing draft style for the list, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. I actually like that idea better. Um, all right, so we're doing the TTP. Where, uh, which one would you like to start with? I know last week we went backwards. We started with, the I think, the total of the week, and then we yeah. finished on the lock. Typically, um, we go lock dog, points, total. Let's do points. Let's, just, right, let's do oh, points first. Okay. Let's go all over the place um, here. Uh, Bengals minus three and a half. Bengals minus three and a half. I Lost. just don't think that's enough points for the uh, for the for them. I I I think they're just better than the Browns. Like I don't know.
1: I have Jacksonville minus two and a half. They want to beat. Play,
0: oh, that's right. They play the um, the London game. The high knees is is that's Wilson going to have his win for that? Like, is he just going to be? He's going to be fatigued, isn't it? He? he didn't sleep on the flight.
1: Yeah, he had eight hours of just game time and just saying let's. <laughs> eight ride hours of calisthenics
0: <laughs> on while he was injured. <laughs> an uh, idiot. Wilson Wilson is playing, by the way. Yeah, he um, is, and just now Frank Reich ruled out uh, Matt Ryan for Sunday. So, uh, wow! E- even if even if he were healthy, um, they he said he's going with Sam Ellinger for the rest of the way. So, at least until he stinks, and then what a fall, fall from grace, Matt Ryan. That's what I get for saying he was this year's Stafford. New team, who oh, dis on the for, bench? I was due for regression when I said that. All right. So, uh, points are. All right, so,
1: points. I have Jacksonville minus two and a half. You have Bengals minus three and a half. Next, mm-hmm. we'll do
0: Lock. Lock. Um, <laughs> well, so here's my thought All I right. want to pick the Cowboys because I'm so bad at picking Locks. That means the Cowboys <laughs> will lose. But then that means I should probably pick the Giants instead. Well, the Giants. Uh... Well, now you're hedging because you have the Seahawks. Yeah, but if I pick the Giants, that means it'll lose, and it'll give the Eagles an extra game in the division. That's true. Or do I pick the Steelers, knowing that my lock always loses, and the Eagles <laughs> will stay undefeated? So there's there's a lot of chess going into this. This is 4D chess, folks. Yes, it um, is. My lock is going to be... Um, See, I can't in good faith pick the Cowboys, um, but I can't pick one that's like kind of up in the air. Like if I say Vikings, they're going to lose. I'm the same donkey
1: um, that chose the Vikings on Monday Night Football versus the Eagles. It was this fair. guy. Here, so
0: give me, uh, give me the Dallas Cowboys. Because if they if they I'm win, gross. I get this right. If they lose, the Eagles get a game in the division. So um, right. I'm, I'm taking one for the team here, folks. Well, we'll stay in the NFC East, and I'm picking the Commanders as my lock
1: of the week. <laughs> Heineke is going to absolutely decimate whoever the quarterback is for the Colts. You
0: you couldn't pay me to watch that game. (laughs) If I watched it, it would be for the same reason everybody watches NASCAR to see a train wreck.
1: Well, it's a lot that you'll never watch that game. You probably won't won't watch the highlights.
0: I'm probably going to, that'll probably be my nap time. I got a game on Sunday at nine. Uh, I may have to pitch, which usually doesn't do good things for my wind. And then by the time I get home, my knee will be flared up. I'll take a hot shower, eat some like buffalo chicken dip or something, and then I'll fall asleep. So I'll probably <laughs> see a good bit of the uh, the early games, and then I'll fall asleep and wake up. Um, there is no baseball that night, so I can probably get a good night's sleep. So I can go to sleep at 4, wake up the next morning, be refreshed. Here you go. I got um, the total. Total of the week. See, I didn't really think about this when we were going through the picks because none of these really stood out to me. Um. Do you have one you like? Because I, I at, at this moment I really don't. Uh I'm going all in on Buffalo over forty six and a half. You think so? I'm all tempted up. to take the over in the Saints game. That's forty nine and a half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under in uh, Cowboys Bears. How much? Forty two and a half
1: under 42 and a
0: half which means i just need the cowboys to not score more than 32 because i can't see the bears scoring more than 10. no nah. because well, the I mean, bears, they the bears are bad dude well they did beat zappy well and well Carlson started i uh, i think belichick Jones. is sabotaging them on purpose because they wouldn't let him trade brady i think actually i think it's pencil boy pencil, just, what, what, why would you make a
1: defensive coordinator your offensive coordinator <laughs> Yeah, man. He wants to give him another shot at head coaching. He realized when he was a head coach, he sucked. Head coach at high school. All right, last. Uh, the dog. Dog, dog of, of the week. week.
0: Um, so to, I only have a couple to choose from. I only have really the Jets and the Packers to choose from here. Um, or the Texans. Oh, no, I picked the, did I pick the Titans? You picked the Texans? Correct. You okay, pick the so Titans. I, so I only have two teams to pick from here. Um, you can hedge. Yeah, but that's not fair. I, I'm going to go with... My dog will be the Jets. Look at To be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised they're not favored. I know I know it's kind of an overreaction. It almost feels like a public opinion kind of thing, but I, I'm really surprised they're not favored against the Pats. I think it's just that you're not sold on it until they beat Belichick. Yeah, that might maybe that's true. That's and Belichick has a good track record against young quarterbacks. So Wilson, uh, although he's not really a rookie, he he's still kind of playing like a rookie. So... I can see why people with like New England and Matthew Judon's been playing really well in defense for them this year. So I mean, the, the Pats have some good players. Uh, the Jets, I got to see it. I guess is you're probably you're probably right. Who, who do you like? Oh, we'll
1: stay in the same stadium. Uh, the Giants out in Seattle. Okay. I think they're gonna wow. beat Geno Smith at home, which so is a tough the, place to beat anyone.
0: So the Jets could be six and two, and the Giants could be
1: six and one, seven
0: and one, seven and one. Jeez, how about man. the Giants? <laughs> So, I see the Giants winning the division, man. There's a world where the Eagles are seven and zero, the Giants are seven and one, the Cowboys are six and two, and the Commanders are four and four after this week. None of the teams in that division will be under five hundred, and I believe that's the only division you'd be able to say that for. As long as the Commanders win, um, uh, unless New England wins, you'll you'll have the only division where all four teams are at or above five hundred. That's crazy, man. Isn't it?
1: That's yeah. It's just. We come into the season without the NFC, um, not the yeah, NFC West or no, NFC AFC West, excuse me, AFC West,
0: we thought that would be the, the powerhouse, and it really hasn't been. It's been it the Chiefs really and hasn't. then the rest, it's been the Chiefs, then a step down, then the Chargers, and a big step down, then let's ride, and then, uh, <laughs> and then where's John Gruden when you need him, <laughs> honestly.
1: All right, um, Let's get into it. Top fives, the yes. draft, so, and then any last words, and then
0: we right. wrap up. So ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, the draft scenario. So we used to do top five lists. We would do top five, let's say, scary movies, but we would both have the same stuff on our lists. To so mm-hmm. create some variety and also make us dive a little bit deeper into our um, our draft board, uh, Joel came with the idea to do a, a draft style here. So instead of us going top five basketball players, we both have Jordan and LeBron on the list, one of us, only one of us can have Jordan. Only one of us can have LeBron. So, uh, top five candy draft. Now, I must ask: is this Halloween candy, candy in general, or movie theater candy? I guess all the above, anything that you know. Okay, be in, in Halloween. So, just candy though. in general. Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I would propose the idea that um, you can get the first pick in one draft, and I'll get the first pick in the other. Mm. Um, because right. these were. Generally, your idea. I'll give you the choice of whichever draft you want the first pick in. I'll get the first pick in Candy. All right. And are we doing Snake Style or just like straight across? Snake uh, Style. I will so. right, we'll do Snake Style. So you'll get one, then I'll get two, then you'll get two, then I'll get two. It's basically I, like I'll get the number one overall. You get the number two overall in a way. Yeah. You know, it's so your first pick. So it goes you and then me, then me, then you again. Okay. All right. Um,
1: go ahead. Number one.
0: No matter what Ready? you pick, I get my number one.
1: Yeah, you do. Um,
0: for the value, Snicker. I didn't want that anyway. God damn it. That, that doesn't crack my top ten. <laughs> shame. I know that sounds hyperbolic, but it just doesn't. Yeah, but, you gonna uh, put candy corn? Gross. No. What is it that you like about Snickers? Everything. Everything. How do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can freeze
1: it. Just like most of these, you can kind of freeze and it even taste better.
0: That's fair. Um, but I'm do like i a sucker for caramel. So for what it's worth, I have three that I can take here. My fifth pick is going to be the one that I want the most, but I know you're not taking it. So I'm going to hold on to that for the very last round. So because hmm. we're doing snake style, that means I get two picks here, yes. which means you also get two picks the next round. So I'm going to go double value here. Uh, with the number one overall pick, I'm taking Twix. Damn it. And one. with my second pick, you're going to hate me. There's five on the list. Give me a take five.
1: God damn it!
0: <laughs> but I'm leaving two big fish in the pond here for you. All right.
1: That was that was a that was a big hit right there.
0: If you but... wanted to, you you could you could win the draft here with uh, two big names. I got, it. I got. It. You got, you got LeBron and Curry just staring you in the face. <laughs> Give me Reese's cup. Yep, there's
1: a surprise. And. Give me Milky
0: Way. Oh, okay. You did me a favor. So the one that I was uh, alluding to was, um, was Kit Kat, oh, which is gross. my third pick. I mean, you can have that. You don't like Kit Kats? You just did a Jalen Rager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just shot Wait for the Moon. Uh,
0: so Kit Kat will be my first pick. If we had a top uh, 20, that would still be on the list. I got to think hard about this one because I don't really eat much candy anymore. And my fifth pick is the one that I really want that you're not taking, so... I'm going to leave it there. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with my only like uh, fruity one on the list. Give me Starburst. God damn. That's my only non-chocolate or creamy thing on the list. And uh, I know number five will be there, so I can just put my feet up. And, uh, <laughs> and know that I'm winning the draft. Ain't no way, boy. Uh, Field Yates is going to give me an A on my draft. Uh, Mel Kuyper is calling in right now. Todd, 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 Rob, down to five out of five. <laughs> um,
1: Number four, give me M&M Peanuts mm. for the value right there. That was just a steal. And number five, it's either between one or two. Give me Musketeers. Ooh. Give me Musketeers. That, that's a strong list. Very strong list. No, excuse me. It's a winning list. Uh,
0: not after this pick. Um, right, let's see. The undisputed number one movie theater candy. Drum roll. Oh, wait. Yeah. I can do that now. <laughs> the, uh, the yeah, Oh, yeah, you actually can. <laughs> the um, Reese's Pieces.
1: God damn. Damn
0: it, dude, that thing was staring me in the face. I'm like, I don't know. It's the most overlooked candy food on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it's for, impossible. For concepts,
1: it's a bear. It's, my list. it's, it's my impossible
0: list. for this to make a mess at all unless you drop them. Yeah. It doesn't stick Honestly. to your teeth. Like I I love. I like um, a Milky Way. I like a Snickers. Or I don't like a Snickers. I like a Milky Way. I like a Twix. And I like a Three Musketeer. They get stuck on your teeth sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, Kit Kats can get all, all over the place. Reese's, you know, not not too bad. Um Starburst are a pain in the ass to get out of the 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 packaging. Reese's pieces are perfect. Their it MMs the perfect are better. One. Any marbles Um, M M's for sure. Plain? Um yeah, Sour Patch Kids. I had that as well on my list. But they, they get really old really fast. Sour patch kids. Yeah. Swedish fish are fun um and then i like sweet tarts but they're just like a a, a little block of sugar
1: yeah a
0: lot of this is how about you uh yeah same i had skittles
1: on the list reese's pc's Eminem plain and sour patch that was all i had yeah and the plain they're very
0: good and if somehow we went longer i would have thrown popcorn <laughs> something in there popcorn the um there's a i don't know if they still make it there was a peanut butter eminem at one point that was really good oh oh the pretzel, I'm M&M. gonna forget yeah, about it. Yeah, they're pretty good too. Have you had one of these, uh, like the big cups of um, of Reese's, where they have Reese's pieces or like pieces of chips in there or pretzel in there? Dude, honestly, the chip one is not bad. I know it, people are gonna laugh at that, but it, it, it's weird, but it's not bad. Do you remember uh, Reese's Fast Break? No. Ah, oh, they were great. They, it was like a stick. No, it was almost no. like um, I remember it. It was, it was like a Twix almost, or not a Twix, like a Kit Kat almost. Was it the same kind of packaging as the Take Five? I've, um, kind of it was orange yeah so uh, another one that I oh, that gosh. I didn't put on here and I like, just thought of but I don't like it really anymore I haven't had one in a long time um, Nestle Crunch yes yes it says Nestle Crunch I really enjoyed those especially when they were in my um, my Lunchables if actually if anything
1: an honorable would be the Hershey's Hershey's bar but the white chocolate one yeah the white or, chocolate the, the, or the cookies
0: the, and cream co- cookies and cream yep yeah, they're good. That's a steal one. All right. Yeah, big fan of those. Uh, everybody seems to like those. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to go wrong with them. I mean, um, you a lot of it. too, but you can only eat like three before your face like, feels like there's <laughs> sandpaper in the roof of your mouth. Or you have to go to the dentist immediately.
1: Yeah. Uh, for the cookies and cream Hershey's, you can eat a lot, and then you'll be sick for a day. Yeah, You're yeah done. it
0: just goes right through you. Um, if you weren't right. lactose intolerant before that, you are now. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. So the killer draft. Yes. Now we uh, agreed before the episode this is both uh, fictional and uh, real, which sets me up for a uh, a killer number five pick. <laughs> uh, so you got the candy first pick. I get the first killer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go fictional with my first pick and go with the, uh, the white-faced assassin himself. Give me Michael Myers. <laughs> number one on my list, as it should be. He was the top prospect. He's the uh, the victor Wenbayama or whatever of uh, of picks here. All right, although it has been proven he can be killed, spoiler alert, he dies in Halloween ends. Damn it. <laughs> really? He did die? I don't know whatever until they nah. reboot the franchise again and say, "Oh, that actually wasn't him." <laughs>
1: it was a fan. Um, all right, so snake style, right? Yep, all right, so because I could two picks. Let me see. Give me Jason Voorhees off the rip. I mean, that's that's one two right there. Uh, if I ever seen it. And then for my third or my second one, third Voorhees overall. Voorhees, New Jersey's own. Yeah, got you, man. Voorhees. I, if I, if I buy a house in Voorhees, <laughs> New Jersey, I'd probably
0: have it Jason themed out. You would. You would need like a Jason, um, like Jason's knife or something with the uh, the address plate. Yes, on my mailbox. Yeah.
1: Um. See, there's one that's just staring me in the face, but uh, this is The a bad sign. The other, uh, give me... falling. Oh no, <laughs> that's not Give me one. Hannibal Lecter.
0: Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Okay.
1: So Voorhees, Lecter, back to back. Um,
0: I'm gonna go Freddy Krueger. That was the one. And I really want to go human here, but I feel like I have to go with uh, Leatherface. Damn. That's a good one.
1: All right.
0: Although I wanted to go with a regular. I'll pick two humans for my final two because I'm not picking that stupid ass doll. <laughs> um, Let me see. My third. Get some, Give there's, me... a, there's plenty of meat on the bone here, so to speak. For the value? Let me see. That third pick for me. I think of I think think of a good one to
1: to give you here. Oh, that's just no, nah, it's just too gimmicky. You can run this person. You know what? Fuck it. Give me jigsaw. Jigsaw. If he traps you and puts you in a spot, you're fucked. Clean as day. Fair. And then my next one. I know this one you'll never get, so I'm confident in this one. Oh, uh, this is your Reese's pieces. Yeah, 1,000%. Give me Patrick Bateman, American Psycho. That, uh, American Psycho. If you haven't seen it, ladies and gentlemen, tremendous.
0: So I went real for my number fourth overall. I'm going to go real for my number four as well. Uh, I'm going to go Ted Bundy. <sighs> Goddamn. And do I do it for number five? Or do I save him as an honorable... This one hasn't, so this guy didn't kill as many as the others, um, but he went on and bought his life like like everybody else. But he was able to be a functioning member of society after okay. doing this, during, after, before. It's, it, yeah, but it, you can you can say that about both the guys I am considering here. Um, uh, well, one's deceased,
1: one's not. So yeah,
0: the memory lives on.
1: <laughs> Give me <Documentary>. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Jesus. Aaron Hernandez, the former New England tight end. That yep. Aaron Hernandez? Became a wide receiver in jail. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> just shocked. I'm just flabbergasted right now. Uh number five, Chucky. No, I'm joking. Um <laughs> <laughs> give me Dexter Morgan off Dexter. Ooh. Okay. That's a that's a hell of a lineup.
0: So we left a lot of um, a lot of meat on the bone here. Uh, obviously, um, uh, we left the guy. Jeffrey Dahmer is out there still. He's a free agent. Dahmer's uh, on, out there. On the waiver wire, you got John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper. You got the Kensington Strangler. Kensington Strangler. Pennywise is still out there. The Hash Slinging Slasher. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, Pennywise is still out there. You still got um, Annabelle, if that counts.
1: Annabelle, Exorcist, if, that, if anything, um, Candyman. Yeah,
0: Candyman's still out there. The um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Does uh? Well, that's Leatherface. Oh, isn't Dan- Does uh? D- does Pinhead count? Yeah. Okay, and then uh, Chucky, if you count him. The doll that you were referring to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, P- Pennywise, I think, is number one on the waiver wire. I would, I would think. Uh, also available, we got Ray uh, Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray Lewis, why? why, why would killed you? a guy. Oh, um,
1: who else were you If on? you didn't know, now you know on the PA Turnpike. Yeah, if you don't know, now you know.
0: Allegedly, um, who else is out there? Any real killers out there still? In their profession? I mean. Uh, I'm sure somebody on the Hornets last year killed a guy. They had like six criminals on their team. Someone on the Bengals at one point.
1: The Bengals were uh,
0: notorious getting all the bad Max guys. Gilbera shot himself, right? Yeah, he did. Oh, because he doesn't count. Fun and fact, he tweeted at me once. He um, he, uh, he tweeted about a team that he really liked in the NCAA tournament one time, and they lost. Mm-hmm. And I responded, and I said, really shot yourself in the foot with this one. <laughs> it went viral, and then he responded.
1: <laughs> JPP, but he kind of burned his own hand off with of that one. Yeah, yeah,
0: he bit off the hand that fed him. Uh...
1: <laughs> Technically, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say <laughs> so. I can't think of anybody else. That might be it. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, man. That's it. Good work. That's it. Oh, the person that shot Harambe. <laughs> oh, that piece of shit. Yeah, scumbag. Harambe would have loved to see the Phillies in the World Series. Yeah. Especially if he didn't get to see uh, Cleveland win the NBA title. If there was such a thing as ringing
1: the bell, right, <laughs> so to speak or throwing out the first pitch, or something related in football, when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, Harambe would have been out there.
0: I'm just saying. Uh, It has been confirmed, by the way, that that while there may be others that participate, um, among the people throwing out the first pitch, Game 3 of the World Series is Flyers legend Bernie Perrant. Uh, Really? Yeah. So uh, when the Sixers went on their runs, there were were, uh, triple bell ringers before. What so I on? would imagine maybe, maybe the Phillies will do something similar. To maybe they'll have like Brian Dawkins and like Allen Iverson come out with them. Um, I kind of wish they would have stuck with the OA theme and gone with like Rollins or um, Carlos Ruiz or Hamels or guys that are, are, or even Charlie. But I like the idea of, uh, you know, in the spirit of brotherly love, I went to the Raptors and Sixers game in 2019, mm-hmm. game three, the windmill game. And ringing the bell that game was, um, was Reese Hoskins, uh, James Van Riemsdyk, and Carson Wentz. And then for Game Seven against the Hawks, another game I had the misfortune of being at, it was <laughs> uh, it was Bernie Perrant, Ryan Howard, and Brian Westbrook. So maybe the Phillies are going to do something similar to that, where they have you know they're bringing people from all multiple teams and uh, banging the drum for the last Union game was at Mundo Sosa. So ooh, like cool. that. Uh, Jalen Hurts just rang the bell not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, he rang the bell on Saturday. All the comments were like Jalen, just go across the street to the only <laughs> the only relevant game right now.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's a good time heard, to be in Philadelphia, man. Yeah. Good time maybe to be a Philly Kelsey, fan.
0: Maybe love Kelsey throw the first pitch. <sighs> Can you imagine?
1: He's already I'm just, gonna be there lit.
0: <laughs> Joel Embiid listed questionable tonight.
1: Oh, there goes the what we talked about yesterday. Should we sit him for the yeah. for a while? I mean, people listen to the PA turnpod. That's why you should too.
0: Also, go listen to the Doc Rivers uh, diss track on uh, on Twitter.
1: Oh, Not yeah, you just you, but the
0: listeners it. as well. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, Rob. It's fantastic.
1: Well, this is just about to uh, wrap it up, right?
0: Yeah, we're just about wrapping up. Hey, Phillies and Astros tonight. Game one, NOLA against Verlander. Game two. Wheeler against Valdez, good vibes all around. The Flyers, Carter Hart's five and zero. John Tortilla seems to have that team on the right track for sure. Sixers, Sixers will figure it out. I think they take tonight's game in Toronto. They split up there. Union, best of luck to them this uh, this Sunday. Eagles Sunday against the Steelers. It's a good weekend to be a Philly sports fan, and uh, in general, I'm just happy to be uh, be talking about it. Oh, same. It's just the sports equinox it's fullest right now in philadelphia yeah but everything is uh, everything is good right now except the sixers but they'll figure it out yeah i'm sure they will well we want to thank riverside for hosting um episode number 82 of the podcast as always we want to thank anchor our our two sponsors as we enter world series weekend i hey. hope the next time we speak it's two nothing phil's not, e- not even. It should be what, 3 1? Phil? Well, yeah. Yeah, depending on what we talk, you, it'll be 3 1.
1: Yeah. It could be over by then, actually. <laughs> We'd be we, we talking about a per- when we're we going to the parade. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Or if there's an emergency pod, tune in to the PA Turn Pod. Adios.